Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone. Happy December and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm here today for one of our Voices interviews. Um, In these episodes, Sarah and I take turns bringing you conversations with interesting people from our community and beyond. And today I'm actually talking with one of our contributors, Kia Hammond. Kia is a mom of three young kids and is pregnant with her fourth baby, who's due just a few weeks before Christmas. So today, Kia and I will be talking about a topic that comes up a lot in our Facebook Mom Our Listening community, and that is how do you prepare your home and children for a new baby? I have five kids, so I personally have a lot of experience with this, but it's been a number of years since I introduced a new baby to my household, so it felt like a great opportunity to bring in someone who's experiencing it right now. Similar to me, Kia was young when she had her first child, and now she has three kids at home who are 12, 4, and 1. We talk about what it's like to introduce a baby to siblings at a variety of ages and stages. Kia was also a mother baby nurse before transitioning to a stay-at-home mom, so she has a lot of experience supporting new moms and babies. And because it's December and the holiday season is in full swing, Kia and I have some fun talking about what it's like to have a new baby around the holidays. And I should mention that we actually recorded this quite in advance of December because of Kia's due date. So um, this is actually recorded in late October. So you get a little sneak peek of how Kia is preparing ahead of time. Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post Sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion, and because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. 
But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at VionicShoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June. Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. These are profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out. (laughs) And their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love. Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms. Visit oliveandjune.com slash the mom hour for 20% off your first mani system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first mini system. Hi, Kia. Thank you so much for being on the Mom Hour. Hi, Megan. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I know that our listeners are just going to love hearing from you. Um, Before we dive in to the whole conversation, just tell us about you, where you live, who lives in your household, your kids and their ages. Sure. So my name is Kia. I live in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania with my husband and our three kids. So my oldest daughter is 12 and a half. Uh, My second daughter is four. And then we have a 19 month old son. And you're due in December with your fourth baby. So, yeah. So you're going to have a pretty closely spaced, um, you know, number three and four. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious. Did you always want a bigger family? Did you think you would have a bigger family? Oh, I knew I always wanted a bigger family. I'm actually the oldest of six kids. Mm. My husband is the only child, so we compromised at four. I really wanted like five. <laughs> After I had my third, we compromised at four. So, yes, I'm really excited. The third and fourth would be 21 months apart. And wow. I've always wanted to do um, <laughs> two under two. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's fun. It's I've had, I've done that um, actually <laughs> twice. And it is kind of like having a baby and then like a slightly bigger baby, <laughs> but it's really uh, yeah. fun. Yeah. And they, and they do grow up very close. Like it's fun to watch them start to play together. I have to laugh that you said you compromised at four because, <laughs> um, baby number four compromises have a way of turning into baby number five compromises. You know, <laughs> I hear that about yeah. once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to like, you know, put that on you, but I'm just saying, I just, whenever I hear like, oh, you know, we were decided to stop at four. I always think so. That's what I thought. Um, so so you've done this a few times. I am curious, has this pregnancy been different for you than the others? I know they're all, they're always a little bit different, but tell me how this one's been unique. Yeah, this one is different in that, um, my belly is actually not as big as it, um, was previous pregnancies. Like I, I feel really pregnant right now. I'm 34 weeks, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, I don't feel that pregnant. My sisters will sometimes tell me, you know, you don't really look that pregnant. You just look a little fat in the in the midsection. <laughs> right. Um, my face hasn't really blown up. You know, sometimes you 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 get the weight all over. Um, and that definitely happened with all of my pregnancies, um, except this one. So I'm feeling a lot better physically 
in this pregnancy. Um, so yeah, that that's a good surprise, actually. That is a good surprise. And usually it doesn't go in that direction than, than more babies you have. So I'm yeah. really happy for you. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking back to, you know, having my five, how people always had opinions about like the way I was carrying and what that meant. Like it means the baby's going to be a boy or a girl or, uh, you know, whatever. Mm. This is how the labor is going to go. Have you seen with your other babies, like any correlation between the way you carried them and like literally anything else? Or do you think it's just random? So I hear it every single day. We <laughs> actually don't know the gender of this baby. It's going to be a surprise. But my entire family has gone so far as to they just call the baby him now because everybody assumes that it's going to be a boy because they say that I carry a lot, um, carry the same like my son. Um, where I am more belly. Um, and like I said, with my girls, I got like the full round face and yeah, such. Yeah. So I, it's a little, it's a little aggravating <laughs> the further I get that everyone is just assuming that it's a boy because I'm like, are you guys going to be disappointed if it's a girl? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been getting that every day, basically. Well, it's funny because not only I'm sure are you getting that? But like everyone's got an opinion that has something to do with your like, when are you going to have the babies? They're going to be early or late. You know what I mean? Like everyone, like everyone turns into psychics when you're pregnant. Yes. And it, you know what I noticed is that not knowing the gender gives people, <laughs> they think they have the freedom to say even more comments about your body. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're definitely having a boy because your butt's not as big as it was oh, <laughs> when you had a girl, things like, like that. Thanks for noticing. I know. <laughs> um, so that is, that is something. And everyone wants to comment on, you know, the, what the baby's weight is going to be. I usually have close to nine pound babies. So everybody wants to guess the baby's weight. And so everybody, yep, has a lot of opinions. <laughs> I think that that is the case, no matter like which pregnancy number of pregnancy you're on, yeah. um, how big your family is, but it feels like when you've got a big family, by the time you get around to baby number four or five, you're like, okay, I've heard it all. Like none of you are that clever. You know, yes, I've heard it I've all. I've heard it all. And I'm yeah. like, well, we've got a 50-50 chance here. So you could be right or you could not. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, let's talk about preparing your family for the new baby, because I know that can be something kind of tricky to do when you've got multiple kids and you've got kids at really different ages and yes. stages. Um, for example, you have a teenager. So how did you tell her about you know, this upcoming baby number four, how did she react? So it's funny because we were actually, me and my husband were really nervous to tell um, my oldest that we were expecting again. She just had really strong opinions that she did not want another sibling um, when we talked about having another one. So we were really, really nervous. Um, and she ended up being so happy and excited, just as excited as she was for the other younger two. Um, so we told her with an ultrasound picture um, like we did all the other ones. And so she was really excited, but they will be uh, almost 13 years apart. Yeah. So that's a big difference. And um, I, I realize that, although I know that they can still have, you know, just as lovely as a relationship as, you know, the new the baby and this new baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think there's actually something really special about the relationship between a teenage um, or much older sibling. It's like they get to kind of just interact with them differently. And there's not mm -hmm. that sort of tussle for attention quite the same way. So yeah. I think that's really fun. I'm curious, was she um, when you said she used to not want you to have another at all? Was that when she was maybe younger and like really and maybe also looking at like how kind of chaotic it can be to have younger siblings and being like, oh, man, like enough. So I think it was 
yeah, it was, um, it's the chaos. Um, yeah. Mind you, all last year, she stayed home with me and the two little, little ones because of COVID. She didn't go to in-person school. So she was just with them every day, all day. And then I think us mentioning, you know, wanting to try for another baby. She's like, oh, I cannot do it. Right. <laughs> she couldn't right. handle another little human running around. Um, <laughs> but she's gotten used to the idea now. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad. And I'm, I'm hoping that they'll have, you know, at some point a strong relationship. And and I'm sure she's going to be really helpful. I hate to I hate to put that on her. But <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that kind of ends up being the teenager's role. Right. And the nice thing is my my baby sister is actually 10 years younger than me. And we are still very close. Um, I'm 28. She's 17. And so she sees that. And I think mm. that gives her a lot of hope of what our relationship, what their relationship could look like, you know, as life yeah. goes on. So that's nice. Yeah, I'm the youngest of um, four. And my my oldest sister is 10 years older than me with two boys in the middle. And um, yeah, like, it's great. We're really close. We weren't, mm -hmm. you know, there was times when she was just kind of off doing her thing. And I wasn't really like you know, part of her life so much. But then as yeah. soon as um, kind of I got to be into my later teens, we started hanging out a lot. And then once we both had kids, it was like, you know, we're inseparable. So I really think that can happen. And, and just like with any age spacing, there's going to be ebbs and flows. Like there's going to be times Absolutely. when they're close and times when they can't stand each other. And yep. that's just kind of <laughs> how it goes, right? Absolutely. Well, what about your four-year-old daughter? Is there um, anything you've specifically done to prepare her for the new baby? I know that, you know, there's, she, when last time you had a new baby, she was really little and that's a big difference now. So how has that felt this time? Yeah. So she was two and a half when my son was born. And um, the really sucky thing with COVID is she can't come to doctor appointments anymore. Oh, and she went yeah. to all doctor appointments with him. So that really um, prepared her. I think, you know, listen to the baby every week and such. But I will say she is the most excited child. I mean, she wants Aww. to feel my belly and baby kick every day. She gives baby kisses. Um, she <laughs> likes to guess if it's a boy or a girl. She knows both names. Um, we practice still a lot of um, baby doll, you know, play, um, just being yeah. gentle. And because she's at preschool and germs, we really focus on making sure that she's kissing baby's feet. We don't want like, you know, um, everybody kissing all over the baby's face when they right. bring a germ right. from yeah. their different schools. Um, and a lot of books we have that prepare her for baby and she loves to read them every single day. Um, and one thing I did really special with her and my son, she picked out the baby's lovey. Um, all my kids have had loveys. And so that was really special. So I plan on taking the youngest two again to pick out a lovey for this baby. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot of like moving parts and things to think about. And I, yeah, the COVID thing, man, that really complicates everything. I'm curious, yeah. has that been, um, has that impacted besides, you know, not being able to bring her to your appointments and things like that? Is that going to impact your maternity care or anything like that? It is, um, just because we, we have such a big family. So we have people from so many different households that usually come and visit and help. And this is now my second COVID baby. Um, right. You know, where, where I'm yeah. uh, postpartum with COVID and we just, we, we're not feeling comfortable with having a bunch of different households in and out um, at the same time. So it'd be more like a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. My yeah. husband does not get a great uh, paternity leave this time. So we are going to be relying on, you know, some family help to take kids, um, to and from practices and preschool and such. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I anticipated it 
being lonely, but hopefully not as lonely as when we first went into, um, you know, like quarantine with the pandemic. Right. The right. And will your, um, will your hospital experience be different this time around than it has been in the past? So it actually will not be because with our third baby, we decided we didn't want any visitors in the hospital. It was really overwhelming. The first two babies having everyone in when you're freshly bleeding and leaking right, and, yeah. and a lot of pain and trying to, you know, bond with the baby. So our, with our third baby, we loved having it just us in the hospital. It was really, really good for us, you know, me and my husband to bond with the baby. And um, so we will not be having any visitors um, per hospital rules, but that's okay with us. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that that worked out and actually it could kind of be like a, you know, if you weren't, if you didn't decide that for yourself, but you were a mom who could kind of use that as an excuse, I bet there's a lot yeah. of pregnant moms right now. Like, sorry, yep, <laughs> I'm just so bummed out that you can't come visit in the hospital. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yes. <laughs> well, what about your youngest? Um, you know, not even two is very little. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not always easy to prepare someone under two for the arrival of a new sibling. So I'm curious how that's gone. So, yeah, he has absolutely no idea. <laughs> He'll be 21 months old when the baby born, like I said. Um, so we've just been doing, he likes to play with my belly, but he's a little bit rough. So I've been really focusing on being gentle with dolls with him and kissing the baby's feet yeah. and how we rock them really slowly. Um, and I'm a big baby wearer when I have newborns. So I actually got them. Um, a ring sling to carry their little dolls and stuffed animals in. It's like Um, the cutest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, what I'm thinking is when I'm wearing the baby, when I'm doing whatever, he can wear his little doll or animal as well. And that will help with them, you know, him being really needy as well, seeing me hold a baby. Um, (laughs) And then a nursing basket. I, when I was a postpartum nurse, I always recommended if you have a young toddler to have like a nursing basket for fun things for them to do just when you're nursing. So I have that ready for him. And we read a lot of books with him as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it goes once baby is here. Right. Yes, it'll be. He'll be like, wait, this isn't like carrying a stuffed animal in a sling. Yeah. <laughs> this is like something completely different. Well, yeah. you know, we talked about um, preparing each of your kids individually, but I'm curious, like for your family as a whole, and that includes you as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, a piece of advice or a tip? for a family with kids of varying ages to kind of get the family unit ready for a new baby? So family unit rise, we've been actually changing our house a lot um, mm, to make our okay. home more comfortable for a baby. And there's going to be a bassinet in our living room. Uh, we just rearranged all of our furniture to have more open space in a living room. I have um, a new nursing chair that's there, like in the center of the living room. So the kids know that mom's going to be there a lot, but they have all this open new space to play now right in front of me when I'll be mm-hmm. there with baby. Um, and then our kitchen is changing a little bit as well because now I have like a nursing cabinet that I'm going to have with like all the bottles and the pump stuff. Mm, um, yeah. And one big thing I had a good conversation with my oldest is um, I had postpartum depression with both of my last two babies and they were very much breastfeeding related. So talking okay. to her about, um, you know, the emotional changes that I'll be going through because I know she's old enough to see them. And so she saw me crying a lot and such with, you know, my last two babies. And now she's a lot older and just explain to her, you know, that it's normal sometimes and um, that I'll be okay. And, you know, as a family unit, we'll all work through it. And 
Um, sometimes that's just what happens when you're postpartum. Um, also, the good thing everybody loves is all the snacks that I'm preparing <laughs> to <laughs> I'm have sure, on yeah. hand. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's a perk, right? Yes. So, yeah, stocking the fridge and the pantry and having a, way more snacks than usual. Everybody's getting used to that. Well, I like how you, you know, are putting this focus on really preparing your home because everyone lives in the home. And sometimes it's surprising how little changes can make such a big difference. Just having the right things on hand when you need them, when you have a new baby or like having the um, configuration of like the furniture being right. These things that like maybe you can get kind of used to what the way they are, but then you bring a new baby in the mix and you're like, oh man. (laughs) Yes. And I didn't want to make those huge changes right when the baby got there. So it would be so much change at once. Um, And yeah, so we keep things like the diaper cart and the diaper caddy where the toddlers can hand me a diaper if I need one Mm. so they can feel like they're helping. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. And I also love that you're talking with your kids about emotional changes. I think that's really important because um, we're all going through them when there's a new baby in the house. Right. And sometimes like I I feel like um, kids often look to mom, sometimes even, you know, your spouse looks to mom to almost like set the emotional, um, you know, tone for the household. And so when your emotions are all thrown off, it can throw everybody off. So I think it's really smart that you talk like proactively about that. Absolutely. I think it's really important for me to normalize it. Like, you know, mom, mom just had a baby and these things, this is going to happen one day if you have a baby too, and that's okay. And having the support and still my people that, you know, I love the most um, around me is, you know, that's still what I need. I don't need you guys to run in the other room because mom's a little bit emotional today. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love that. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay, Kia. So we spent some time talking about getting your kids and your home ready for a new baby, but I also want to spend some time talking about you. So how do you, as the mom to your fourth baby, um, get ready? Ah, so this is actually the main thing I've been preparing for this entire pregnancy. Um, I think the more babies you have, the more you realize how much you need to prepare. (laughs) Right. So the baby could just follow along with what I do. But right. um, right. Yeah. So most importantly, I would say, and I didn't learn this until my third baby was having a postpartum wardrobe and having it like easily accessible. Mm. There's nothing worse. And I've done it with my other two babies than like coming home and you're like, I can't find anything to wear. And (laughs) it's so demoralizing, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I actually converted my entire dresser to everything that I can wear third trimester and postpartum. Um, and I've stocked up on comfy clothes to wear this um, entire pregnancy. So 
Yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's my second time doing this, like I said, and it was a huge help having that postpartum um, dresser. Oh my gosh. It sounds yeah. like I, I wish I had done something like that. It sounds like just <laughs> like, it's just so nice to feel like you're not just in the same sloppy sweats that you've been wearing that are all spit up on because nothing else fits or you can't find it. Um, Absolutely. I just think that's really smart. Yeah. Um, also we keep our babies in our room with us for like, it ranges. So I'll say anywhere from like six to 12 months <laughs> okay. the ba- until they're that old. Um, right. so yeah, we have a pretty decent sized master bedroom. And so we have a spot, uh, for, this baby, it's where the other two babies went. Um, so that's getting put together. I also really love the app Hatch Baby. So okay. um, I know some people are are like, you don't need the time feedings, just, you know, feed on demand and stuff. But um, because I've experienced so many nursing problems and like baby weight problems and such, um, it really is um, like mind easing for me to see yeah. when baby last fed and for how long. So I always recommend that app. You can track like their weights and their dirty and um, wet diapers and such like that. So I always use that app. I could totally see how something like that would be, um, you know, for some moms, maybe that would make you obsess about something you don't uh-huh. need to obsess about and would stress you out. But like, I could totally also see how it could give you peace of mind. Like mm-hmm. it would help you, I don't know, see what's happening and just feel a little more, not in control because you don't really ever have control, right? But like, <laughs> at least like, you know, like, you know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a big help because even my husband would have it on his phone and I'd say, go ahead, start the timer. I put him on the left side. Um, so yeah, I think it's a personality <laughs> thing. I think that if you become too obsessive with it, um, then maybe stop using it or don't get it. But um, right. it was, it's always been really helpful for me. Um, and then my third thing that I, I always do is have like a nursing caddy that I carry around upstairs and downstairs. So it's like a, it's like a big felt basket kind of, and I have sn- everything from snacks to ibuprofen to like my pump and nipple ointments and a change of nursing bra and those things that I carry up and down the steps and have at my bedside at night for the baby. So I've already got that packed as well. Wow. Okay. So Kia, I mean, it's obvious that you're a planner. Um, yes. Have you learned with each, you know, subsequent baby, like when to start this planning, like what routine to get yourself into or, or is it, have you, did you kind of have it figured out from baby number one? Definitely did not have it figured out for baby number one. Um, (laughs) so I think honestly, it wasn't until preparing for my third baby that I got so kind of organized. Um, and I have a lot of that to contribute to me being a postpartum nurse and knowing more of what to do. Um, so yeah, I've definitely learned as I've as I've kept having babies. And honestly, every baby I add a little something different. So this baby, um, instead of turning on the bedside lamp, <laughs> Amazon has this cute little like um it's like a round light and it's very dim, but it's the perfect amount of lighting for your bedside to see to nurse your baby without waking the baby up too much with bright light. Um so I added that to my little nursing caddy that I'll have. So every baby I kinda find something new. <laughs> right. Like something you didn't know you needed. And then you're sitting there trying to nurse the baby in the middle of the night and not turn the lights on. You're like, Oh, you know, what would really be great right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Well, you're going to be bringing your baby home in the holiday season, which is busy to begin with. Um, and now we'll be like even more busy. So yeah. you've mentioned that you, it sounds like you kind of like to hole up with just your family. You like to kind of keep it little more laid back. Um, how are you going to sort of, I don't know, navigate that coming into the holiday season? 
So it's something we've been talking about a lot because we have such a big family and we always actually host the big um, Christmas Eve <laughs> like party every year. So it was kind of everybody was a little disappointed that we're not yeah. doing that this year. But everyone, of course, understands. Um, so we're just going to keep it very small. Um, everybody can come in um, by Christmas. The baby will be like almost a month or like three weeks old. Right. So people can come one by one. Um, as far as gifts for the kids, I'm usually a pretty late shopper. But <laughs> okay. we decided actually on November 1st, we're going to start getting our Christmas shopping um, checked off. So we're going to start that early. And then a big thing me and my husband love to do is every every year after everyone leaves after the Christmas Eve party, we get all the gifts out on the floor you know, have some wine and have like the best time ever wrapping gifts until like 4 a.m. Mm. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm not exactly sure when we're wrapping yet. Um, mm. Maybe we'll have, you know, the little babe with us while we wrap a little bit earlier. But yeah. Yeah. And so much of it depends on the baby's personality, right? Because you might have a baby who sleeps like three hours at a stretch. And wow, that gives you so much time to wrap and decorate and all that. Or you might have a baby that needs to be held constantly. And so you just don't know. You just exactly. don't know. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you're doing to prepare your household? Just knowing that like, you know, for the kids, even things are going to be a little bit different this year. How, how, what do they think about all this and how are you preparing? So I think just reminding them, this is mainly for the four-year-old and the 12-year-old that the baby is going to be on me a lot. Um, <laughs> My four-year-old actually calls breastfeeding eat boob. So uh, we still it. call it that. So I'm like, baby's going to be eating boob a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we set the living room up the way we did um, so that I can still be centered. Um, now, last time we did not do that. So I was either in my bed a lot with the baby or on the couch. So I think that this change for the living room is going to be really good for the family in general. Um, yeah. Also reminding them that, you know, Nanny is going to be picking you up from preschool these days. You know, a lot coming up when the baby's here. And uh, my oldest is in cheerleading year round. So um, it was really hard to tell her, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it with a new baby or even so postpartum, you know, so right. really postpartum nursing this baby all the time to your competitions. Um, and just letting them know all, the, all these changes early in advance so it's not such a surprise. Right. Um, so, yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like, I mean, I have had now, I didn't ever have one really close to the holiday, but I did have my fourth on December 6th, which is very close to your, yes. you know, your due date. Um, and I actually just really loved having like a baby in the house at Christmas. It was just, it was very special. Um, I barely remember the details of that Christmas. Like I can't uh -huh. really remember what I gave the other kids. I can't really <laughs> remember. I don't really remember if anyone I think we still had family come over like um, over the holiday season, but there's a it's very blurry. But I also just remember it feeling really special. So I'm excited yeah. for you about that. I've always wanted a Christmas baby. So this is seriously like such like a dream come true for my last <laughs> oh, I baby. Love <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then, you know, they're also the little onesies, like the holiday themed onesies and stuff like that is so. Cute. So I have them already picked out. <laughs> oh, good. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> What's this? What is the um, trend right now? Is it like what? What, what are babies wearing at Christmas these days? <sighs> Lots of plaids. They're all different okay. color of plaids and you know different stripes and such. Um, mm. So and and then the fun thing is 
is the gender neutral part of it so they can match the baby's going to match with all the kids <laughs> right 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 yeah. yeah oh i love it oh my my bigger kids have always done matching jammies and i wish i would have started that when they were really little and i could match the baby to them i didn't i didn't start getting them the footy jammies um until they were all a little bit older and i think my youngest was like four by then so <laughs> yeah it's really Oops, fun to do every that. year the kids yeah. all look forward to it and then the fun thing is i can pass down the pajamas to the rest of the kids <laughs> right <laughs> down right. the line yeah do you typically do like a holiday um christmas card or christmas photo or anything like that that you're having to kind of rethink this year yes actually we are doing our family pictures next week november 2nd um and i'm like oh but the baby's not going to be it and that's supposed to be right. a christmas card oh, right. the baby's going to be here by christmas so now i'm like i don't know what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah oh my gosh you could always like take a photo of the baby after um, he or she is born and then like superimpose it into yeah. your arms yeah. <laughs> like, over the bump <laughs> or put it in the tape that picture to the back of the Christmas card. Like, oh, right. by the way, this little one's here, too. <laughs> by the way, this happened. I mean, no, one, certainly no one's going to expect you to fit in a, a photo session with a newborn, during, you know, three weeks before Christmas. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but that would be fun to do and include and include the baby, too. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about gifts for new moms and new babies around the holidays. So you're, you know, it's going to be, you're going to be, there is a brand new mama um, at mm -hmm. Christmas. And I'm wondering if you have anything that in the past, whether it's Christmas or not, has been your favorite gift to receive as a new mom or favorite gifts to give as a new mom or two new moms. And then anything special you're hoping for this year? Yeah. So um, I'll start with what I'm hoping for this year. So. Um, you know, when you're up nursing a baby all night, your phone usually is your main source of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So um, trying to cut back on screen time, what I started doing with my last baby was listening to audiobooks and, of course, podcasts um, while I was up during the night. So I asked for a bunch of Audible credits. <laughs> nice. Um, and which is also why I think um, giving a gift to a new mom like AirPods is really yeah. nice because then baby doesn't have to hear the loud noise of you know your podcast or, or audiobook but you can still listen with one ear pod yeah um also my kindle is a big was a great gift that i got last year um that i really loved um with having a nursing baby all night and then i just feel like you can't go wrong with gift cards to coffee places and the mom's favorite clothing store because you know, your body's changing so much. So mom might want yeah. a few new comfy pieces. Yeah. I love the suggestion of um, audiobook credits because you're right. I mean, when you're up in the middle of the night looking at your phone and, and I, it, there weren't even really smartphones last time I was up <laughs> nursing in the middle of the night. But, you know, I, I remember anything that was bright that I looked at would wake me up, you yes. know, so it, listening to something like maybe kind of a quieter book or something like that can maybe kind of keep you in that lull that like slightly sleepy mode so that after yeah. baby's done, you can put baby back down and then you can go back to sleep. And I think that the Kindle, like on its lowest brightness setting can also be great for that. Like I'll read if I wake up in the middle of the night and can't fall back to sleep and I'll just basically read till I pass out, but like on the darkest setting. So I'm kind of yep. having to like squint my eyes <laughs> a little bit and, and then it doesn't wake up anybody else in the room, including, including your baby. Yes. Those are great suggestions. Um, what about a brand new baby? I mean, it's really hard to give gifts to a newborn, but yet, mm -hmm. like, you know, everyone's going to ask you what the baby wants or what you want of for course. the baby. And it's also nice to have that opportunity to maybe get some things that you didn't think to buy before the baby came. So what are, what's on your list? Um, so one thing I always get a new mom during Christmas, if they are for the baby, 
if they don't already have one, is a baby carrier. Because I think oh. that sometimes you don't think that you'll need one so much, but then when you get it, you're like, oh, this is life-changing. So I love gifting that. And then some things that I'll put on my baby's list, because like you said, people are going to insist, is um, the Love Every kits. Mm, yeah. Um, high contrast cards for baby when, you know, they're a little bit older. Um, personalized blankets. I feel like you could never go wrong with those because you just keep them forever. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, blankets, so true. You know, the little cute blankets from, I think it's Pottery Barn with their names on it, um, is always like such a treasure to have. Yeah. Um, and then fun things that baby will use when they're older, like the the feeding teethers that you like stick strawberries and blueberries in, um, stuff that they could use when they're a little bit older. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But maybe you didn't think to buy. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's like that category of stuff that's like for the baby when they're a little older, but you don't think about it when you're maybe registering for your baby shower. So those are really fun. Um, yeah. And Love Every, of course, is someone we've worked with as a sponsor. We think they're a yeah. great company. Um, they just have really beautiful, beautifully curated toys and activities for little babies on up. So that's a really great gift. Let's yeah. talk about baby carriers really quick, because I, I think you're you're right. Not everyone will have one. Um, you might think it's really obvious, but not everyone gets one. And sometimes I think that's because there's like so many options um, oh, out yes. there that if you're not super into slings and carriers, it can be a little overwhelming. And I, I, th I always found it helpful to have a variety of them. So, you know, you might like a ring sling for just popping the baby in for a quick tool around the kitchen or something. But then if you're going to be really wearing them for a long time, you might want something like a Moby wrap. So curious what your favorite um, slings are or carriers and the ones that you most often give as gifts. Yes. Yeah, so you are exactly right with, with having different ones. So I, I kind of have a problem with that. With collecting baby carriers, I have a lot. <laughs> so I really love the uh, ring sling for newborns. Okay. Um, I like that more than the, like the Solly baby wraps because the Solly baby wraps can get really um, frustrating. And I think those, yes. those wraps with all the wrapping um, can really turn off new moms. So um, I'm all for saying get the ring sling um, if you are opposed to all the wrapping or nervous about all the wrapping. Um, I remember definitely like when I first got um, the wrap and loved it. Like I've loved how comfy it was, mm -hmm. but the baby fell asleep. And then I got back and I'm like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get this baby out of this thing? <laughs> I have this funny memory of me like laying over my baby, trying to untangle myself <laughs> from the wrap without waking the baby up. And it was it. like, I was all sweaty by that point. And so it was great for certain things, but it wasn't the easiest entry point. Yeah. And a lot of times you need help with those wraps. Right? So if you're home by yourself, um, you don't need help with the ring sling. Right. Um, I also really love, I think they're called Kite Baby. Is kind of like a Moby wrap, but it's already done for you. So oh, you really, okay. it's like a shirt that you put on. And then there's another piece of fabric you tie around the baby. So it's like the same thing without all the hassle. And you only need yourself to do it. Wow. Ergo Baby is also my one of my other favorite ones because you can wear them front or back. And it's really supportive. So sometimes you know how your back can hurt <laughs> if you're mm -hmm. wearing baby for a long time. It has really good lumbar support. So, yeah, those are my yeah. top three ones that I love. Um, I had an Ergo, too, and loved it, especially for, like, you know, longer, like, getting out of the house with it. I yep. thought that was perfect. Um, and I, I switched back and forth a lot between a pouch sling and a ring sling. And I'm trying to remember, like, I know there's probably been so many more brands that have come out, but there was kind of an explosion of uh, possibilities of baby wraps and yeah. slings when, like, between my like fourth and fifth pregnancies. Um, so like kind of a long time ago now and the big brands then were like Maya wrap. And I think I had a Maya pouch 
And I'm trying to remember what the name of the like really popular ring sling was at the time. What's like, what's the one everyone thinks of now? Um, you know, I have it right here. There was, a, there was actually a really funny one called over the shoulder baby holder, which always made me laugh, but it had like tons of padding. So I never bought one. Oh, wild bird is the one that I have. Oh, they have really okay. nice patterns and they have some with like extra thick fabric so that like you can carry a, a bigger baby for yeah. longer. Um, periods of time. So yeah, the ring yeah. slings are the ones that I always love to gift as well. Wow. Well, we should have you do a whole tutorial for our <laughs> website on slings because I bet moms would love it. Oh. oh my gosh. What a fun, what a fun thing to think about. I just love like that cozy feeling of shopping for those. So yes. I love it. I love it. Well, Kia, this has been so fun. I have loved talking with you about getting ready for a new baby, especially when you're, you know, I don't know, creating this, like you're really going from bigger to big now. Like I think yeah. four is like, is that cut off? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does that feel to you now to be kind of like going into the, you know, into the ranks of like the truly big family? Yeah. Because all of our friends thought we're crazy for having three and now we're right. having four and they're like, well, you guys are just over the top now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know what, you know, Growing up with such a big family, I'm like, we got this. <laughs> right. I'm so excited. And I just tell my husband all the time, imagine what our holidays are going to look like when our kids are older. And, you know, they each have a spouse. So we have like eight kids in the house, you know. Right. Um. So I honestly, I love the chaos. Having one kid for a long time was so different for me because it was so quiet. So mm. I like need the chaos and I, I just right. love it and embrace it. <laughs> Yeah. And some of, I think some of us really thrive in it. And, and honestly, another thing I always try to remind people when, um, when they would like kind of freak out about how many kids I had, is like, you know, four kids, isn't four times the work of one kid. You're, you're not having like four babies all at once. You're having yes. like, you're spread out. You've got routines down there, different stages and it's not, it adds to the chaos and it adds to the work, but not like exponentially, you know? Absolutely. And I totally agree with you, especially with my kids being all different ages um, and stages, you know, it's, it's a lot different having a newborn than it is having, you know, a tween. So, um, their needs are different, which makes my experience as of momming them a lot different. I'm not changing for baby, four kids diapers, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think for me, like really the four, three was like when I kind of threw my hands up and realized like, oh man, I, I can't, I'm outnumbered. I can't like control everything. And then four was when I really got my groove. So I think number four is great. Um, and I bet you're going to just like really like you're probably already almost there, but like you're really going to hit your hit your stride with this one. I think so. Well, thank you so much, Kia. This has been great. Um, can't wait to hear about your baby when he or she is born. And then we get to find out the name, which I'm sure you're not telling anyone because they always have opinions about that, too, as well. Right. <laughs> we do share the names, but they have the, they have their opinions, of course. They have their opinions. <laughs> well, we can't wait to find out and um, just enjoy your holiday season with that new that new little baby and your newly expanded family. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Mom Hour. Like always, you can find everything we talked about in the show notes for today's episode. And we will be back on Sunday with a More Than Mom episode where Sarah and I are going to share some of the best gifts we've ever gotten, as well as some great mom gifts from our contributor team. So talk to you then. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, 
nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.